This is Anthony Morganti. Welcome to my podcast for the joy of photography. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This week, I want to talk about something that's hit the photography news websites the past week or so. It's a story about a photographer who booked a commercial job, the biggest job of her career, she said, and it got pulled out from under her because she didn't have at least 50,000 followers on Instagram. Now, those of you that have listened to past episodes of this podcast know that I've been talking about Instagram lately, and I've been mentioning how Instagram is becoming more and more influential in the world of photography, meaning more editors, publishers, uh, brands are looking for new photographers on Instagram. And it's becoming very important that you have an Instagram presence. And this photographer apparently didn't have a good enough Instagram presence. And uh, specifically, what I'm talking about is a photographer, her name is Yvette Roman. And I looked at her website and I looked at her Instagram and she is super talented, really. She's a great photographer. And she did, um, well, she was on a podcast for a website and YouTube channel called The Future. And Future is spelled spelt F-U-T-U-R. During the podcast, she said this. Let's talk about followers and followers mattering. I'll tell you that I booked a huge job. It would have been the biggest job of my career commercially. I'll just say it with Canon to shoot an ad campaign for them. I got the job. It was amazing. And then literally 20 minutes later, after I had already started making calls to start booking a crew because it was coming real fast, they called me and said, oh my God, we can't hire you. And I said, why? And they said, because you don't have 50,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> that sounds incredible to me. First of all, now this is purely my opinion. I think she kind of made a mistake calling Canon out uh, publicly. Um, as professionals, as professional photographers, I always say that we should always publicly, and especially on social media, uh, put forward a happy, smiling face and always try to be positive. And let's face it, as a professional photographer doing this type of work, we're often working with difficult clients, clients that could be a pain in the neck. It doesn't matter if you're a wedding photographer, portrait photographer, commercial photographer, ad photographer, whatever. Sometimes you just have clients that are really a pain in the neck and it would just feel so good to go on Twitter or to go on Insta, go on somewhere social media and just slam them. But you shouldn't do it. You should always be uh, very positive publicly, positive on social media, and um, that just helps your brand. It doesn't help your brand to be negative, to call someone out. So I do question her on calling out Canon specifically. Now. As far as the story itself, and again, this is my opinion, it sounds a little weird to me. Uh, first of all, Canon has ambassadors 
uh, they're called Canon Master of Light photography. And many Canon, or at least a few Canon Master of Light photographers don't even have an Instagram, and a few of them definitely don't even have close to 50,000 followers. Typically, if Canon is coming out with a new product, this is an ad campaign. So if they're coming out with a product or they're advertising a product, their ambassadors usually handle that. So their ambassadors would be the ones. Now, I'm not saying this isn't true, but typically that's usually what happens. That's, so the ambassadors usually don't have that great of a following. So maybe in this case, the ambassadors that have over 50,000 followers couldn't do it. They were booked or whatever. So they were looking outside of their ambassador program and they wanted, one of the requirements is that Instagram followers for that photographer doing the work had to be over 50,000. So it's possible. And that's when they found Yvette Roman. Now, my opinion is though, I think there's a little more to this story. I think probably one of three things happened. And the first is she's telling the absolute truth. That could have happened. The second thing that I think, and this is the one that I think is, is maybe what is true. Um, I believe there was miscommunication in that they probably uh, contacted her. They went over their requirements. She went over her like resume of how she could do it. They liked it. They talked about money. They agreed on a price. Although, I will say, later in this video on this podcast on the future, the podcast host asked her how much this job was for, and she said, I don't know. So that's where that's kind of weird too, because typically if you're going to get hired to do anything, you're getting hired to shovel someone's driveway or sidewalk, you're going to know how much you're charging, right? So I thought that was kind of odd. And he kind of pressed her on it, and she just came up with... Um, well, you know, it was a three or four day shoot and something like that would be $50,000. So my, that kind of made me wonder too. So what I'm thinking might have happened in this way, I believe this, is they agreed again. They liked her work. Uh, she liked what uh, they were saying their requirements were. And they talked money, ballpark figure, maybe. They had that kind of an agreement. And they might have said, okay, everything sounds great. We're going to check on something or do something or get a contract maybe, and we'll get back to you. So she thought she was hired, and probably rightfully so in that instance. But I think what might have actually been happening is they weren't just talking to her. They were talking to other photographers as well. And there was another photographer that was her equal in every way, except that other photographer had over 50,000 followers on Instagram. So that's possible. And they decided to give that person the job. So they called her back. And as an excuse, they basically, and it's the truth, I guess, is you don't have 50,000 followers on Instagram. But they didn't want to say, but so-and-so does. They just left that part out. Or maybe she's leaving that part out. So that's possible. The third scenario, which is possible too, is everything, like I said before, except they just decided to go in a different direction. They decided to go with another photographer and they just used the 50,000 Instagram followers as an excuse, which is possible because we as humans many times, not all of us, but many of us don't like confrontation. 
and we need we need to to give a reason that sounds legitimate. And not having fifty thousand followers on Instagram, maybe whoever called her back, that was their excuse to give her. That's possible too. But either way, no matter what we're talking about here, Instagram is becoming uh, more and more influential in this type of thing. Now, it's not just for professionals, I should say. Even if you're, you're an amateur photographer, but you're passionate and you want your work to be seen, and maybe you'd like to get um, a, you know, your work even maybe in an art gallery or you want to sell a print now and then, you know, you're not really a professional, but you just want your work to get out there and get known. Well, it's through Instagram is really the main way to do it now. There's other ways, of course. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that there isn't, you know, you could tweet your pictures all day. You could post them on 500px on Flickr. But Instagram seems to be the place today, now. And you really need an Instagram presence. Now, she, um, when this, when did this happen? First of all, uh, this was uh, 10 days ago around. So January 28th was when uh, at least Petapixel wrote about it. And let's see here. F-Stoppers wrote about it the day before on the 27th. So yeah, so it's about 10, 11 days ago. And uh, at that time, the, she had around 1,000 Instagram followers. Since then, so this is kind of, you ever hear that story, you know, uh, uh, even bad news is good news as far as like promoting a brand. Um, so even though this came out as bad, now she currently, less than two weeks later, has 2,411 followers on Instagram. I'm going to make it 2,412. I'm going to follow her as well. Because she is. She's a very, very talented photographer. So you need this Instagram following, no matter what. Um, and with, with um, her now, again, I, like, I'm not questioning again that she's not telling the truth. Like I said, I think there might have been some miscommunications, my opinion. Um, but I do question her calling out Canon uh, right away, like her publicly like that. Now, with that said, um, Instagram, like it's a necessary evil, right? And those of you, again, um, I mention this every podcast. If you're listening, I'm not really showing anything on the video that you're missing out on. But in the show notes, I will have links to the few websites I am talking about. And as far as Instagram is concerned, I mentioned you need, a, you need a presence there if you want to have your work known, whether professionally or even, you know, in an amateur way, you just, you know, want the recognition for your work. And there's a lot of different things that you need to do on Instagram to get your work known. And I am not big on Instagram, right? I have 5,963 followers on Instagram. So that's like nothing compared to a lot of photographers. And I do everything they say you're supposed to do, at least most of the things they say you're supposed to do. That is, when I post an image, I put a lot of info there. So like the, now what I've done at least for the last 10 or 11 images and I'm going to do forever is I, I call it how I got the shot. And I talk about all my thinking of framing, composing the shot, where I focused, where I uh, took my exposure from, um, what the camera settings were, 
all that stuff. So I do that on every post now. But included with that is hashtags. So I do all the hashtags. Also, I put location info. If you're a professional, uh, it's important that you put location info because many times brands, let's say, are going to do, let's say, an advertising campaign. Let's say Mercedes-Benz is going to do, they need a photographer for an ad campaign, and they're going to have their cars in um, Death Valley. So whoever is running this ad campaign for Mercedes may go to Instagram, and they're going to look at the location, Death Valley, and see all the photographs from there and see if they see a photographer whose work they like. So that's why it's important that you put locations. And so I do that. I have all the hashtags. I have all the locations. I, that's my strong points. My weaker points, I don't post consistently. I should post every day. Not so much, though. There's a happy medium here. Not so much so that you just jam up somebody's feed because they'll get annoyed with you. So once, twice a day, you should post. I don't always do that. So that's where I lack. The other thing I lack is you should have the images show off your work. But then again, you should, inst you should use Instagram to show off you as a person. And you do that through the stories, the short videos, you know, those short, whatever they, 15-second videos or 30-second videos, and Instagram TV, which is relatively new. And the ones that the, the photographers that get the most followers usually have compelling stories, compelling Instagram TV, and they have great work they put out there that has proper hashtags and location info. And if needed, the work is tagged with other websites or other Instagram um, uh, Instagrammers um, so that it gets properly found. Your image gets found and seen. Now, like I said, personally, I don't do it right. And uh, as far as like um, YouTube is concerned, I'll talk about that for a minute here. Um, when I got maybe a quarter of a million followers or subscribers on YouTube, uh, YouTube offered me free uh, help. They had an expert talk to me on the phone. We talked maybe half a dozen times and he gave me suggestions. He was really great too. He gave me a lot of suggestions on how to make my videos more compelling get more subscribers and basically a lot of the stuff he said I, I was already doing but a lot of the stuff he told me to do which I know would work I haven't done but I see other YouTubers doing it and I see Instagrammers doing it that is is you get your face out there meaning you let them see you you notice when I do YouTube videos you just see my computer screen even this podcast you can't see my face right i'm just not, i'm a shy person i just am not into getting in front of the camera i'd much rather be behind the camera but that's something i have to change right if i want to increase my youtube subscribers and my instagram followers i really need to get more in front of the camera let people see me as a human being and i have to get over my shyness as far as that's concerned the other thing is you kind of let them know other things you're into, not just like, you know, what this picture's about right here, you know, like, you know, what camera I use and all that stuff. Other stuff about you, what you're interested in, what you do, what you go, where you go for lunch, what kind of coffee you like. The little silly things like that, but it helps uh, people 
better relate to you as a human being. And it will help them maybe uh, stay and linger and look at your images a little longer. And maybe even then subscribe to your YouTube channel or follow you on Instagram and things like that. So there's things that I have to work on. And that's uh, something I'm going to actually start doing very soon. You're going to start seeing my face a little more. And I apologize in advance for that. But, you know, uh, as far as um, getting yourself out there, I guess is what I'm saying. Now, again, I want to reiterate, um, I, I'm talking this more like maybe professional oriented, but it isn't just for professionals. If you're an amateur and you just want your work known, um, get yourself out there. Now, this comes naturally too to a lot of younger people. Now, I'm 58 and I'm going to be 59 in a few days. So I am an older person, right? And it's not as natural for me as it may be for my, my son, Joe, who's 21, or even my son, Anthony Jr., who's 30. So I got three sons. And, uh, you know, they're between 30 and 21. But it's more natural for them because they've been exposed to it. It's more natural for them to do an Instagram story where they talk about the music they like or they, you know, show their food or something that is so mundane, maybe, and to me, silly. But it helps people get to know them. And it comes more naturally. And one thing I've noticed, and I'm sure there are psychological studies written on this, is there comes an age that we stop trying new things. And I'm thinking it's around 30 years old. And I don't want to talk, I don't want to paint with a really wide brush here. Not everyone is like this. But a lot of people, when they reach a certain age, you know, they're younger, they're, you know, 17, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. They're listening to new music. They're finding new bands, new artists. They're looking at new art. They're reading books from different authors. They're trying out new things. They're eating different types of food. They're, they're experiencing new things. But then all of a sudden they hit a certain age and they just do the same thing. I mean, how many people do you know that are middle-aged? They're listening to the same music they listened to when they were 20. They're reading the same authors they've read since they were 20 or similar authors, like similar type stories and stuff. And I think I've been lucky in that I have those three sons that are kind of spread out between 30 and 21. And I, of course, was very close to them. And they were always introducing me to new music, new authors, new art, um, going to different art galleries, doing different things that kept me more learning and experiencing new things. So that, I think, has helped me in the long run. I still have a long way to go, though. And if for those of you that are mid-career or you're, you know, just uncomfortable, you got to try to do, um, if, it, it, again, if you want to get your work recognized, you need to do these things. You have to get on Instagram and do all the things I've mentioned. And I think it would uh, help you in the long run. And like I said, I got a lot to do. Um, personally, I don't care. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have like aspirations, I guess. Uh, I kind of am a different 
cat, I guess, in some ways. I don't really have an aspira- aspirations to be world famous or anything like that. But I do want to keep teaching photography and doing free videos. That's my deal, right? You know, I do free videos and I, I, I you know, have a lot of things or a few things at least that I'll have a donation only. Like, and, but the way I do make money is, is if people watch my videos, you know, I get that YouTube revenue, which isn't much. People think you make millions. Trust me, you, you uh, don't, you don't make millions. I don't think I could pay my cable bill with my YouTube revenue, but you, um, you get people going to your website, in my case, and maybe they'll make a donation. Maybe they'll go to my marketplace and buy the few things I do sell, the, you know, all those presets I sell for Lightroom on one, Luminar, all that stuff. They'll buy profiles. They'll buy the raw files for my videos. Um, things like that. That's what, if I could get more people to follow my Instagram, more people to subscribe to my YouTube, I have a better chance of earning money through that avenue so that I could improve my video. So that's why it's important to me that I get a larger following. Not necessarily that I could walk down a street in Paris and someone's going to know who I am. It doesn't, like I said, I'm shy. I don't want, I'd rather just sit in the corner and mind my own business, but something I need to do. So everyone, what I'm getting at is everyone's going to have their own specific reason. Maybe you want to be world famous. Maybe you want to be, um, you know, the next uh, Annie Leibovitz, uh, the next um, Stephen Shore, uh, the next, um, you know, whoever, um, Deanne Arbus. You want to be that, you know, person. You want your images to be all over magazine covers, or maybe you want your images all over museum walls. Whatever the reason, it really is becoming more and more an Instagram thing. You have to really establish to establish yourself on Instagram, get that Instagram following and work on it. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to try to do what the guy from YouTube suggested I do, try to get my face more on the other side of the camera, try to get you to know me as a person a little bit more, talk about things that I think are probably kind of silly, but maybe it will help you understand where I'm coming from and who I am. And We'll see how it goes, and you can see how I'm doing, and I'll talk about it in future episodes of this podcast of things I found that work, things I found that don't work, things I found that I'm surprised, you know, what works so well, things like that. And I think we'll, um, you know, maybe then too, you could let me know stuff that's worked for you, stuff that's helped you, uh, suggestions and and we could all do this together is what I'm getting at. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, again, uh, this story here, um, I don't, like I said, I don't think, I think there's a little bit more to the story. And I'm not saying either that Yvette Roman is holding anything back. I got a feeling Canon is holding things back more so than Yvette Roman. I think there's more to it from their end. And they used the, Instagram is an excuse to not hire her. Uh, that's my opinion. But no one knows for sure, right? I mean, really, except for Yvette Roman, maybe, or one of the two, maybe both. I don't know. But um, that's that. That's our topic for this week. Thank you for watching my podcast. For the joy, 
of photography. Remember, stop by my website, onlinephotographytraining.com. There you'll find all my latest videos and articles to help you improve your photography. That's it for now. I'll talk to you guys soon.